Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send into us, and then we give our honest reaction to it. It's not really a review show in a traditional sense. We just really like punk and hardcore, so uh, we decide to talk about it for a couple couple hours each week. Sometimes we really like stuff, sometimes we don't like it, sometimes we don't care about it. But ultimately, the goal here is to just discuss current bands, hopefully get some new music into people's ears, and uh, compel people to uh, be involved with the the current punk and hardcore scene, because uh, I think uh, a lot of old people and even young people coming into the community, community, I hate that word, but you know, for lack of a better term, uh, like to look at the past through rose colored glasses. And I certainly understand that inclination, but uh, punk and hardcore is a, is, is a youth movement and there are always new bands cropping up and uh, many of them are really, really fucking good. So that's basically the focus of the show. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We usually get through between five or seven of them each episode. And that's really all there is to it. Um, if you hear a lot of background noise this episode uh, that makes it sound like we're in Fallujah or something, it is because it is uh, the 4th of July. And uh, especially here on the south side, any any opportunity for people to blow shit up, they're going to take. Uh, for the last two or three weeks, it's been explosions pretty much every night. Uh, so tonight is going to be the pinnacle of that. Um, you know, celebrating this wonderful country, uh, especially in light of current events. I think the 4th of July is is really, I mean, it means more to me now than ever. Now that I, you can really see what a good country this is, it's on full display for the world to see. Um, it's, it's high time that we celebrate our pride in this great nation. Well, here on the east side where I am, um, they've been lighting off fireworks since basically Memorial Day. Um, so it's been, it's been a solid month of, uh, fireworks every night. And I usually like fireworks. I like explosions more than I like fireworks. I don't give a shit about the, the, you know, the actual, uh, colors and everything like that. I just want to blow shit up. Yeah. Same. Right. I, I think that, I think that blowing things up is quite possibly like one of the most satisfying atavistic itches one can scratch. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. You know, and, and there's nobody that doesn't like blowing shit up. It's a rare person for sure. It's like a that's like a that's a true curmudgeon. Yeah, right. Everybody loves blowing shit up. Everybody likes playing with fire, and everybody likes blowing shit up. Yeah. Um, I got a bunch of fireworks in my garage, old fireworks, which are the best kind of fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I have never. I have, remember years ago, like maybe five years ago, we went out and bought, I bought like a, you know, $150 worth of fireworks and we let them off yeah. out back of the house. Yeah. I have about half of those left. Okay. And, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll bust some fireworks out this evening and fucking fire them. Our neighbors have been firing them over the house. Okay. And so they blow up like right over the backyard or right out front of the people that live, you know, in our immediate like four house area. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll return fire tonight and, uh, <laughs> Send some send some noise over their way, right? Put a little uh, put a little uh, chin music for them. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm into that idea for sure. You know, um, I, I think I think we blew up a, a metal bucket with those fireworks that you bought five years ago. And I remember being shocked because we just put a mortar shell underneath a metal bucket upside down. Well, those are no joke. They're no joke. I just I was shocked at the level of damage that it inflicted upon the bucket because it, it like tore that thing asunder. Oh, it's they're they're no joke whatsoever. There's a lot of force. Um, years ago, um, I used to my buddies and I on a one New Year's Eve. My 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 my, my dad used to sell in Pennsylvania. My dad used to sell fireworks um, on the black market for a guy, and then mm-hmm. my dad would get a cut of the money. And a cut of the fireworks, right? So we would get like, you know, crazy fucking fireworks for, you know, basically free. Right. And basically from the time I was maybe 12 mm-hmm. until, I don't know, 20, uh, when I moved away from, from home, you know, um, yeah. I would have, I, I would have basically a steady supply of quality M80s. Not the ones you find at fireworks stores here. I'm talking the ones that are essentially, you know, controlled explosives, right? Right. That are yeah. basically regulated explosives. Um, so quality M80s that would um, certainly take your hand off. Mm-hmm. Um, M2 M200s, which is like a quarter stick, and we get these fireworks. We get. I I, I was never interested in the in the fireworks, just the explosives. We yep. get these fuckers that look like a goddamn firecracker off a of Tom and Jerry. It looked like they, they would look like a 12 ounce can of soda, right? That's how big they fucking were, but they just look like a giant M80. Yeah. Right. With, with like a fucking 90 second or two minute fuse. Mm-hmm. It, they were cartoonish. And I don't know how big that was, but I can tell you that it was more than big enough to blow a tree apart that had a picnic table built around it at, uh, my, uh, grandmother's neighbors up in the mountains. Um, <laughs> We used to blow so much shit up. Um, you can imagine a 16-year-old redneck with an almost unlimited supply of M80s, quarter sticks of dynamite, and what is essentially probably a stick of dynamite. Right, right. Um, and when I think back on that, now, occasionally I the topic of my dad comes up, right? My dad, yeah. you know, sh- Shooting, shooting people over in Vietnam. He didn't shoot that many, but he shot some. He shot more than most people have shot, right? That's true. Like yeah. it's weird when you think about it. When your dad's a vet, like, wow, my shit, my dad's killed people. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, you know, he uh, he gets into some shit. He used to anyway. But I'm, <laughs> I don't want to paint the picture of him as like a derelict father or anything like that. He was a good dad. Um, I was just a bad son. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Fair enough. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, I never got seriously hurt or uh, arrested or anything like that for the shit I would get up to. And we used to blow so much fucking shit up year round. Um, junk cars, dead cows, mm-hmm. uh, rednecks, you know, and the dairy farm, they'd have all these fucking like, I don't know, the cows would just drop dead. I don't know what it was. They dropped dead. I wasn't a farmer. I was just a redneck. So we go down and, uh, I don't know, jam a stick of dynamite into its fucking mouth, right? <laughs> um, shove some fucking explosives up its fucking ass and blow it up, right? Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting, horrible gummo shit, right? Like Harmony Corinne shit. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, tie a fucking quarter stick of dynamite to a brick and throw it into a pond and blow all the fish up and then, you know, <laughs> laugh. Um, and you can imagine it only gets worse from there. Right. 
But one of my favorite things to do, and to this day, it was one of my favorite things to do. Like it sits in top, top 10, right? Mm-hmm. Go out with my buddies at night with M80s and M200s and uh, blow up people's mailboxes. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely satisfying on a level you can't even describe. So one 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 evening on New Year's Eve, we took a buddy of mine up uh, to some shitty village to, you know, hook up with some chick. And I was probably it was my car, so I mean I had a car. I was probably eight. No, uh, yeah, I was probably about eighteen. Um, and uh, the uh, on the way back, we were throwing M eighties because it was New Year's Eve. We were throwing M eighties on the people's porches as we drove through the town. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking holy terror that is, right? Sure. I mean, that's so fucking reckless. I would be furious if somebody did that to me. Absolutely. Um, and then we got up out into the mountains in these back roads, and uh, we found uh, a mailbox. And we said, well, fuck it, let's blow this mailbox up. And we did, and we drove off, and we looked out the back window, and boom, there it went. It was hysterical. And then we did it to a couple more, and then we figured out how to really do it. We pulled up to a mailbox that was very ornate, well-decorated, so you could tell somebody really liked their mailbox, (laughs) shoved the fucking explosive in the mailbox, and then I accidentally had the car in reverse because I had to reverse to pull up even with it. Um, And I hit the gas, and we shot backwards about 100 feet. It blew up in front of us, like raining down fucking bits and pieces everywhere. And then we drove off laughing like a bunch of fucking cackling goons. (laughs) And for probably three years, there was mailbox. There, there were people that didn't have a mailbox for more than three years. <laughs> yeah, you've you've relayed that uh, that story to me before, I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, we get in car chases with them, uh, throwing M80s out the fucking window at the car behind us. <laughs> Um, as it's chasing us down these fucking country roads, mm-hmm. it was some, uh, in our, in our, in our, in our mind, we were just, you know, basically the Dukes of Hazard, Right. Um, but it was some real fucking redneck shit. Um, and it is a wonder that we didn't get shot or arrested or anything like that. Um, yeah. I, to this day, I, to this day. I cannot like calm myself down if I'm around like some good explosive material. No, I'm the same. I'm the same way, man. I get that I, itch. I I love blowing shit up. I have since I was a little kid. Um, I guess since we're on the topic, I should just I should just take this moment now to issue a public apology for the quite literally probably tens of thousands of dollars of property damage that I did. during during my teen years um it's really wild the extent to which we did shit i mean we now granted it was accident this was accidental and and much of the sort of um the collateral damage of our antics was not intended but i will say as 15 16 17 year old kids we also didn't give a shit um i distinctly remember us throwing balled up uh icy snowballs at cars as they passed on Coliseum Boulevard from the parking lot of a local spot there that we would skate. Well, and, yeah, uh, I mean, that's a given. I mean, but that, but that is, that's like fucking Cheerios at breakfast, right? Of, of course. Uh, until, until the night where we, uh, 
where we finally broke somebody's windshield as they were uh, as they were driving and, and easily could have killed them, especially in the inclement weather con- conditions and especially considering the speed limit during our uh, at on that part of the road is like 50 miles per hour. And mm-hmm. there's a median. I mean, it easily could have killed somebody. Um, and instead, we just ran for our lives. Um, I hope that person is OK. Uh, I don't I didn't hear any sort of. Uh, gut-wrenching twisting of metal so i assume that they're all right but we did smash the fuck out of their windshield at the very least we probably cost that person some money or 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 uh, forced them to file an insurance claim um and and that is the most minor of of a peek into the type of shit that we got into the amount of cars we broke into i will say this i don't think i've ever discussed this story on the air before and i i won't go into too many details here but our our antics uh, were directly an antics. Let's just call them what they are: uh, brazen criminal behavior. Our brazen criminal behavior, uh, which I was often the ringleader of, was directly responsible. I found out years later through um, friends and associates was directly responsible for somebody dropping out of college and joining the military. Um, <laughs> We we quite literally derailed a person's life uh, through through just our complete carelessness. So, you know, I'd like to say to take this moment, A, to say, yo, sorry about that. And uh, B, you know, when we talk about we, we've talked in the past and we had a couple people mad at us for uh, lambasting the, the criminal element in society, uh, talking about how incredibly annoying it is to be around career criminals and things. Keep in mind, uh, we're speaking at least partially from experience here because well, I was a hor- I was horrible to be around and I did horrible things uh, to society at large with no regard for the repercussions for many years of my life. So I was so so I, I, I was not a thief. Right. Um, I was. Yeah, I wasn't a thief. I fucking hate thieves. Um, <laughs> that was ingrained in me when I was pretty young because we had a store uptown and that sort of thing. Right. But I was a vandal. Yeah. And um, a victimizer of, of um, God's creatures on a level that had me on the path to Joseph Mengele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true from what, from what you've reported to me before, for sure. I mean, my, my fucking God, um, I look back on it and it was, it was horrific. If I met my 15-year-old self, I'd want nothing to do with me. Oh, absolutely not. Um, I mean, remorseless. We didn't even care what fucking happened. We didn't even care what fucking happened. Um, you know, it, it started off with pranks around Halloween when you're like 13. You know what I mean? And then yeah. it just builds and it builds and builds. And then basically it's like a, 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 a roaming sort of... Uh, a roaming sort of horde of Mongols. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. like we just would go to neighborhoods that weren't ours and slash every fucking tire. Absolutely. Man. Um, sand and gas tanks. Uh, one of, one of, one of our best bits, and this isn't necessarily like, like horrific. Um, I mean, it is, but it's not like, 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 you know, like, shit man you, you know you're a fucker that should get arrested <laughs> right um we had a teacher that she went away on vacation mm-hmm. and um it was over summer and she was gone i don't know how long i mean this was years ago i was probably 
yeah, 15. Like, like the worst of it was between 14 and 17, right? Yeah, yeah. Like same four summers, right? 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Um, and then the mailbox blowing up was fine, but we didn't think of a big, big fucking deal, you know, so what? At sure. least, At least we weren't like, you know, fucking JB welding quarters all over your car. Or, you know, (laughs) something like that, you know, like we weren't fucking super gluing toilet paper to every window on your fucking car. Sure. Um, Or, uh, you know, um, whatever, setting your fucking raspberry bushes on fire and and uh, throwing mud balls through your goddamn window while you're away at work all day. Right. Um, But uh, this teacher went away on vacation. And uh, for the duration that she was on vacation, a friend of mine and I went around and picked up any dead animal and bit a roadkill that we could and then mm-hmm. crammed it through her fucking mail slot. <laughs> Holy shit, that's fucking vile. Dude. Isn't that horrific? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's wild. That's another level of shittiness. Can you fucking imagine? Because you've got a mail slot and you yeah. have a year, you guys have like a year's worth of fucking mail built up at that mail slot. <laughs> yes, we do. Right? Uh-huh. Now replace that with any fucking dead animal that we could find that would fit or we could make fit through the fucking mail slot. <laughs> right? You yeah, guys that's... are going away to Tacoma next week, all week, right? And I'm not talking mm-hmm. once a day. I'm talking anytime I find one. Let's go. Right. Right, we'd show up with a bag at like three in the morning with full of fucking dead animals. Right, shoving them through the fucking mail slot. And you yeah. know what? You know what? Honestly, mm-hmm. when you look back on it, thank God I did it when I did it because that's the kind of shit that you can't get get away with now. People got fucking cameras at their houses and all sorts of shit like that. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there's no, there's no way, there's no way that I, you could get away with it now. That's true. It's, some uh, some would argue that's for the best. Some would argue that's a shame. Some would argue that's a shame. You know, I mean, um, it's, 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 it's for me, it was uh, sort of a, a, a like, like a purging, a sorting out to uh, just sort of, um, you know, it, it was definitely was an outburst of issues that were not being addressed or could not be addressed at home. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, holy cow, dude. Like I said, I wasn't a thief. But man, was I a sadistic, fucking violent little shit. Um, yeah, horrible. I was, I was a yeah. son of a bitch, man. I feel, sometimes I, I genuinely feel bad. Like I think back and I'm like, man, you were a motherfucker. I feel bad for sure. I you feel know? bad for sure about about shit that I did when I was a teenager. Um, and uh, and I would definitely, I mean, I would fucking rob parties blind. We would, we, me and a couple of homies would go anytime there was like a rich kid that was having a party and parents were out of town, we would go and take the PlayStation and uh, take the DVD players or whatever the fuck we wanted to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I maybe getting a little window into Nate and I's uh, youthful and like pure antisocial behavior. Um, Maybe it'll recontextualize the show for you a little bit. So now when you think, man, those guys are kind of dicks, you'll oh, you'll be yeah. able to recontextualize it and think, you know what? They've come a long way and they could both easily be in prison right now. But instead, they're free men um, who have hobbies that invo- involve little toys and they just get together a couple we- a couple hours every week and talk about punk, yeah, which is sh- so much better than it could have been. And you, know? you should be proud that we've come such a long way and we are good little boys now. 
<laughs> exactly. See, see, I never fucking hung out with anybody. I had like mm. maybe three people. I definitely didn't go to fucking parties. If right. I did, it, I would. It wouldn't even occur to me to steal anything. I would just yeah. fucking ruin it. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, ruining parties was definitely no, part not of the, the parties. Well. I mean, I mean, it would be property damage. Oh, sure, sure. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't think to steal a PlayStation. I'd just take a shit in it. Or, um, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Or, like, plug it in and throw it into the fish tank. Well, um, the, the, uh, one of, one of the, uh, the moments, a memory that strikes me is uh, a homie of mine, Nate, who actually did end up going, going to prison um, and ended up being a very, very bad dude. Uh, Go, go go fucking figure. So the, the people that I was running around with breaking into cars and beating people up and destroying people's homes ended up being prison bound psychopaths. What a surprise. Yeah, I had uh, one that turned out like that, too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, after after it came out that Nate was like savagely beating his partners when we were in our early 20s, I was like, oh, shit, maybe this uh, maybe this youthful, uh, youthful antisocial behavior was actually a portent of things to come. Maybe maybe I should turn my own life around. But uh, he a, a moment that strikes me that kind of encapsulates what you were just describing is we did play a game um, called Not My House in which you would go to a party, typically a stranger's house. You got there just because you had acquaintances that were there or whatever. And then we would just do progressively more wild and destructive shit and just say, not my house after we did it until we got kicked out or got in a physical altercation of some sort. And I remember being on a second store. Uh, it was on the second story and there was a balcony. I think it was an, uh, an apartment. Uh, I think it was Three Rivers Apartments. And Nate just gathered up all the purses in the room. We were probably 18 um, and takes them out to the, uh, the second story you know, uh, balcony and just goes, not my house and dumps all the content of all the pur purses into the bushes below is probably three or four purses. Um, so yeah, there was plenty of just, uh, destructive antisocial behavior too. But, uh, but you know, if we could, um, if we could make a little, if we could make a little money gathering up, uh, gathering up some PS2s to flip at, uh, McVan's games or something on the weekend, we would, we would do that too. The point being, you and I both were deeply antisocial uh, criminals as teenagers, and uh, now we're, we're well-adjusted um, adults. Yeah, well-adjusted, caring adults. That's right. Um, you know, glad I got it out on my system. Same. Um, maybe I uh, shouldn't have done those things, but uh, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> what's done is done. What's done is done. What's, do what's done is done. So on that note, let's get into uh, let's get into some music. Okay. Um, we are. Uh, I'll go through the cube real quick, then we'll roll some dice and, and get into it. So we got uh, mostly new stuff this week. A couple of returns. Uh, the first one up is a return that we had in the queue a few weeks ago, but didn't get around to. I, I hope that we do because I'm really interested to hear this. It uh, it's a band called Speedway. It uh, they're from Stockholm, Sweden. It was it's sent over to us by one of our Swedish listeners, um, described as kind of youth crew inspired stuff for adults turning point influenced uh uniform choice influenced stuff i'm interested to hear that then we have got another submission by eric pressman from wet specimens and mystery girl who sends in a lot of good stuff to the show um it's a band called final gasp uh the song is a new single called haunting whisper came out in may they're a boston massachusetts area band that he described as sam hain worship hmm. i don't i don't hear a lot of bands doing sam hain worship so i'm really interested to hear this um, and I really like Sam Hain a lot. I think they're an uh, under-discussed band. I think a lot of people go straight from Misfits to Danzig and forget about the fact that Sam Hain was, was really fucking good. Yeah. 
then we've got a band called Two Minute Minor with their single Choke on the Blood. This is a Chicago, Illinois band that I have heard the name passed around, but uh, I've never listened to it before. I think this was sent in by listener AJ. I think AJ sent in a couple different things. Then we have got Bob Gnarly with their demo. This was sent in by a member of the band. It was described as uh, noise, violent noise out of Michigan. Said, uh, play on low vol- play on low volumes and roast on the podcast with the only instructions included. Okay. Then we have got Gumming with their release Overripe. This is a band out of Richmond, Virginia with a new LP that came out in May of this year. Uh, Final Conflict is putting this out. One of the best record stores, if not the best record store in Richmond, Virginia. So I expect uh, expect a level of quality here. Then we have got Malachar. Malachor with their March 2020 rehearsal. This was sent in by, I think, uh, a friend of the band. Oh, this was sent in by Tyler Hammer. Okay, cool. Tyler Hammer has become a, an internet friend of, of mine, posting the, uh, in the Facebook group quite a lot. He said he uh, mixed, recorded and mixed this release, and it's kind of second wave black metal sound and stuff out of Rochester, New York. Then we have got Low Faith with Earth Falls Quiet, Heaven and Hell Sing, the new EP uh, that they are putting out on Flesh and Bone Records. It is a Denver, Colorado-based post-punk project. I uh, My ex- first exposure to this band was their split with Angel Maker that they released in February of last year. Really solid, synthy post-punk stuff. Uh, I'm really stoked to hear this new, this new single. Then we have got a resubmission from uh, my homie Anthony from Gel. Candy Apple with their release Joyride. This is a band out of Denver, Colorado that uh, comes highly recommended, but I didn't get around to, I think we had it in the queue maybe a few months ago, but we just never got around to listening to it. Then we have got Cold Brats, which I think is another submission from Anthony. They are a band based out of uh, Bucharest, Romania with their uh, self-titled EP said it is kind of goth tinged, hardcore punk. Romania is my, uh, my homeland. So big shout out to Romanian hardcore. And then last up, we have got Mort Safe with Anti-Social Distancing. This is a band out of uh, Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the UK. And uh, don't know anything about this other than that it's, you know, I think it's just hardcore punk stuff. Um, but uh, I can't remember exactly who sent this in. Um, I'll check in the email if we land on it. But that's that's what we got in the queue this week. Okay. What's up first? Uh, three. Okay. Three is Two Minute Minor. Um, the band camp is two minute minor two not spelled out, just the numeral two minute minor dot It is a single called choke on the blood, which evidently has a guest vocal part by Eddie leeway. Um, I get the distinct impression that this is like old guy, hardcore. Um, it, it reads like it, the, the descriptor over there on the right hand side of the, um, on the band camp page reads like old guy, hardcore. Yeah, for sure. Old school style American hardcore punk band heavily influenced by 80s hardcore and the working class oi sound mixing in a message of positivity and unity. Um, so it, it gives and the fact that of all the people they could have reached out to do to to do a guest vocal spot. It was Eddie Leeway, you know, and the artwork. Um, I mean, the artwork is is really well done, uh, but I don't like it per se. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. Um it everything about it kind of smacks as old guy hardcore and i've seen this name thrown around before and i've always gotten that impression so i guess we'll see if my if my judgment is uh misplaced or if or if it was accurate so let's listen to this so we're going to listen to choke on the blood by two minute minor fight tooth and nail for everything you can get because big business and the government are not the friends of the working man 
So we just heard the song Choke on the Blood by the band Two Minute Minor out of Chicago, and that featured Eddie Leeway uh, on some guest vocals on that. Um, which tracks, uh, that, that, that track was heavily influenced by Leeway. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's representative of their sound as a whole or if they just decided they had a track that sounded like it would suit Eddie Leeway. Um, so they got him on there. But it basically sounded like Diet Leeway, uh, Leeway without the, uh, the incredibly memorable riffs. Other than that, it pretty much aligned with what I imagined this band would sound like. I, I think we're safe to describe this as falling squarely in the old guy hardcore camp. Um, I, I have trouble imagining an 18 or 19 year old kid being super into this. I don't have a lot of terrible things to say about this. This didn't offend my sensibilities on any profound level. Uh, it also wasn't very attractive to me though. Uh, it was well composed. Um, it wasn't overly bloated. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it just wasn't really for me. There wasn't, there, there wasn't a lot of urgency and youthfulness and uh, aggression. Um, and then conversely, there weren't like the catchy riffs of leeway to pull me in. So it, it didn't have enough of either, either world, um, didn't have enough proficiency to, to pull me in like leeway and not enough energy to pull me in like younger, more raw punk and hardcore bands. Um, and I will say the solo at the end, Jeff, uh, I see Jeff, you play lead guitar. Um, just cause you can do something doesn't mean you should. Uh, that solo sucked really bad. It, it, it was a very bad solo. It sounded horrible. Um, I, I think maybe bring bring that back to the drawing board next time. It sounds like you're an okay guitarist, uh, but you're not as good. You're you're not good enough to attempt what you attempted on that track. 
and um, it really shone through and it, 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 it took me out of that last 30, 30 or 45 seconds of the track. Um, but other than that, I don't have a lot of scathing critiques of it, right? There's, there's much worse music out there. This, these are clearly adults who, uh, who are decent players. Uh, the drummer was going in. You know, I'm there. I'm sure there's a, a crowd that this appeals to, but it's uh, it's not really in my wheelhouse. That's really all I got to say about it. Nate, what about you? Yeah, I feel that. Um, I don't okay. listen to, um, I don't listen to a ton of hardcore that sounds like this that isn't of the era that it first showed up. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know the, the the leeway thing, of course. Right. I mean, if you see guest vocal, if you see Eddie Leeway's name mentioned, you. Uh-huh pretty much know what is coming next you would think so yeah right you're not gonna fucking throw eddie leeway on like a fucking grind track right although that would be fun to hear right but you're not gonna right um you're not gonna throw him on a post-punk track or anything like that when you <laughs> when, when you see the flag when you see the fucking whatever the fucking the uh the olive branches or whatever the fuck that is yeah the laurel leaves the laurel leaves um yeah when you see the uh, guy dressed in World War II uniform stomping on a Swazi, I mean, props to fucking being real, right? We kind of went out last last uh, episode with that chained band, and I was like, man, the time for fucking empty fucking nonsense fucking lyrics about like what a hollow shell of a man you are um, yeah. is fucking done. You know for what sure. I mean? Like you need to be fucking relevant yes. um, to even like get a head nod, right? Um so props on that, um, you know, props on that, props on uh, having, I guess, uh, you know, an ethos to your to your music, right? Indeed. Um, if, if that's what you feel is important. Um, but yeah, I don't listen to a ton of stuff like this. Um, I don't know. I kept thinking about Dave Mustaine during this track. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure Eddie Leeway and these folks would be. Um, Stoked to hear that. Honestly, they probably would take that as a great compliment. Yeah, I mean, that's. I just kept thinking about like, you know, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, what do you mean this? What do you mean this isn't real old school oi inspired hardcore? What do you mean I can't go in the hangar? What is it, hangar eighteen? <laughs> That's that's one of my favorite. That's yeah. one of my favorites that, that's come out of our group. That's a classic. But yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever. This is this is fine. I'm not I'm not gonna like turn this off if it happens to come on, right? Nah, no. Nah. But I'm not gonna be like, oh shit, who the fuck is this? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'll be like, this is fine. But you know, whatever. And totally that's where, inoffensive. That's where, that's where I sit on this. Yeah, for sure. Totally inoffensive. I'm sure there are some 45 year old dudes out there hearing this thinking. Yeah, man, this brings me back to the back to the good old days, the glory days when hardcore was still hard. Good, you know, have fun, you know. Cool. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying, man. If it, if it if it brightens your day a little bit, that's cool. But uh, but like I said, it's uh, to me, it just it doesn't it doesn't feel vibrant and youthful and energetic. It 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 uh, it just it doesn't doesn't have the elements that attract me to a newer hardcore band. So it it doesn't it doesn't do much for me. But Perfectly competently done, and I can I definitely can see the uh, this appealing to a certain demographic, and sure. you know more power to you for that. Sure. Um, so on that note, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Eight. Okay. Eight is Cold Brats. So it's coldbrats.bandcamp.com. 
Mm-hmm. And it is the self-titled EP. As I said, this is a band from Bucharest, Romania. Finally, I get to do my Eastern European accent. Opa! Um, <laughs> if you don't subscribe to the, uh, the Patreon, um, you are not aware of the fact that Nate recently lambasted me for every time I go to do an, a, a Western European accent, it always just ends up being an Eastern European accent, accent instead. It's the only one I got. My, my great grandma and grandpa are from Romania. I grew up uh, around them. It's, it's the only European accent I can do. Um, so this is a four song EP. Like I said, uh, Anthony said it was kind of goth infused, hardcore punk. I'm stoked to hear a Roman. I am genuinely stoked to hear a Romanian hardcore band because, Mm. um, it is, it's, it's not a thing you hear about often. And what I know of the Eastern European and like Russian hardcore scenes in the past, my exposure to it has not, has not left me with a particular pleasant taste in my mouth. Um, it's been a lot of sort of tough guy shit, um, and it seems like they're often kind of five to six years behind trend. Um, but, uh, but I like the aesthetic of what I'm seeing on this. I like yeah. the, the layout is cool. Um, it definitely, I'm looking at the picture of them playing and they look Romanian as shit. They look um, like they're fucking down to have fun. Um, they, that's they important. Do. They are, yes. they don't look too hung up on like, you know, um, they don't look too hung up on the, uh, fashion end of things. For sure, and the the vocalist is holding a bunch of bananas, which I like. Yeah, um, the dudes the dudes in the front watching the band look like they accidentally wandered into the show. Um, they 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 don't look like anything that you would normally associate with like hardcore kids, and uh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, that, that that's actually quite refreshing. Right. So let's uh, let's just listen to the first song on this. So we're gonna hear oh, the song. No, 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 no. We need to listen to the second song. Look at the fucking name. Oh, t- time thickening bomb. Yeah. Okay, cool. We can listen to that. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So we're going to listen to the song Time Thickening Bomb by Cold Brats off of their self titled EP.
right, so we just heard the song Time Thickening Bomb by the band Cold Brats from Romania off of their self-titled EP. Uh, Nate, did you buy one of those while we were listening to it? I bought the discography while we were listening to it. Okay, all right, cool. Um, um, I That made me forget everything else we've heard this year so far. It was really fucking good, man. I, I fucking wish I was in a band that sounded like that. Yeah. That fucking riff was so good. Yeah. Uh, that, I honestly, I was having a very hard time remaining seated while I was listening to that. <laughs> Dude, same. I was fucking going off listening to that. Um, yeah, that yeah, was, that, really was that made me forget everything else that we've that we've heard this fucking so far this year. Um, I really like that. As soon as soon as that fucking bass came in, the the distortion and the tone on that bass and just the noise of it. I think did you? I, I said, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, like I heard 10 you. seconds in, and and that's ex- exactly when I started buying that, that record. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was I. I, I fucking love that. That that is um, that sound in a basement is an absolutely perfect evening. One. I don't care what the fuck else happens, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many people are there. That fucking sound in a basement is the is the perfect evening right it doesn't get any better than that for sure yeah agreed on every front uh that was great and when the dude's vocals came in yes i was i was like oh shit this dude sounds like a fucking maniac yes uh yeah the vocals were fucking awesome bordering bordering on like black metal vocals uh, they were just like raw and blown the fuck out uh you can tell the dude is shredding his voice doing that yeah um so just absolutely bellowing at the top of his lungs um yeah there there's nothing about that that i didn't like it had uh it had a little bit of undercurrent of uh just straight up rock and roll swagger to it oh it was perfect i mean Again, right? It's been a while since we fucking returned to this refrain. But remember, Mm -hmm. always, always, always fucking remember rock and roll based hardcore is the most superior form of punk rock. Yep, for sure. And uh, there was that little, you could kind of hear that little lead come in every once in a while. It was just like an old tradition. I mean, it was... Again, you know, on that same token, we've said it before. This is this is basically the fucking MC5 on on a healthy dose of of speed. You know it, what I mean? It, it was like MC5 and and like a mo- like maybe a modern band like Nosferatu, right? Right. Yeah. MC5 exactly. and Void. Sure. Sure. Right. right. That's what. Yeah. And you you land on this, right? Perfect. And when I look at that picture now, now that I've heard that song, and then mm-hmm. I look at the picture of them, you know, performing. Right. My God, tell me that doesn't sound look like an absolute fucking blast. Like there's no place else in the world you'd rather be than wherever the fuck these guys are in Romania that night of the show. It's no wonder everybody's got such a big grin on their face. How could you not? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I, I literally started. See, the, my telltale sign, if I really love something, I have an, an instinctual uh, reaction to it. I just grin like a fucking maniac. Yep. And that is exactly the reaction that this evoked from me. Um, like I said, as soon as soon as those vocals came in and all of the elements were at play at once, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I bought that seven inch. There was like four remaining, and then I went to the fucking tape, 
and there mm-hmm. was like one remaining or two remaining and then i went to the split with las poltas and i bought that and there was only one left so yeah um, for sure that's and, and, i i knew you had because i saw there was like three three remaining of the seven inch when i looked at the page and then when i went back to it and looked at it again there was two remaining i was like oh fuck i bet nate bought a copy of this right away and um I, the main reason, cause like I said, like I'm still kind of like sitting on that fucking, you know, oily boys. I haven't ordered yet. Cause I'm hoping that it shows up fucking domestically, you know? Right. Yeah. You're not going to see this domestically. Almost certainly not. No. Right. And, and, yeah. and it'll be a repress. So it'll get fucking hot, you know, and somebody will, somebody will repress it, you know, sometime in the next year or something like that. But, um, yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna fucking, uh, find any of these recordings domestically. No. Um, and I, I will say, man, uh, you know, as far as this commenting on this potentially getting hot, I hope it does because it doesn't appear to be yet. I mean, I guess the, the seven inches more or less sold out. Um, but there were only a hundred press and this, this came out in October of last year. Right. And you, you can also see like under, uh, underneath on Bandcamp, there's like a supported by tab and that shows everybody who's paid for it, uh, digitally and purchased it digitally. Um, there are like maybe 20 people, Hmm. Um, which is like, it's criminal. Um, this, this needs, uh, this needs a lot more exposure. Um, somebody buy the remaining two copies of this seven inch. Um, it, it deserves to be sold out. This, this deserves a lot more shine than what it's getting. And I mean, it, it certainly makes sense. Um, you can, you can imagine how a Romanian band would not, uh, not necessarily get a lot of airplay, but we live in the digital age. So I now impart onto you great, good listeners, the responsibility of proliferating, um, the, 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 the sounds of cold brats worldwide. We got listeners in Sweden. We got plenty of Australian listeners and shit. Spread the word. This is fucking good. And and uh, they are better than your favorite band from your fucking country. 100%. Yes. Um, they have a, a shirt, a t-shirt vinyl combo unfortunately only um small shirts left so ah, um children um can <laughs> yes. buy this make sure you get your parents permission and <laughs> then the other shirt they only have xls um right. so or, or larges or some shit like that so again um you know whatever uh, that's a bummer but if you get it you will be the coolest person at the next show <laughs> when, whenever <laughs> that happens right whenever that happens Right. Yes. Whenever hardcore shows start happening again. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's gotta be one of my favorite things that I've heard this year easily. Um, I, I am going to listen to the rest of that seven inch the minute that we get done recording this episode. Um, I I would, I would definitely drive. I I would travel to almost any place in the States if they were playing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. I've been cooped up so long. Let's hit the road. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, yeah. I, I, man, that was really fucking good. Um, yeah, I just can't say enough about it. No, me neither. It's, uh, it's good. I mean, truly, truly one of the best things that I've heard this year. Um, I'm, I'm really stoked to hear the rest of that. I, and I'm, and I want to go back and listen to, cause it looks like they have one tape that came out after this. Cause this came out in October of last year. Then mm-hmm. they had an, a tape that came out in December, December. of last year. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like what their, fir- their first release was January of mm-hmm. last year. Yep. Um, so you know, damn, for only being around for like a year and a half too. Um, they, they got that sound fucking dialed in. Yeah, they sure do. I, I you know, I, I don't know. Obviously, like we don't know who the fuck is in this band. Right. Um, they ha- these people, this is not their first rodeo. Um, no, do- certainly does not appear to be. 
and uh, and it looks like the people in this band are like grown ass men too. So, um, yeah, one would assume they've been doing doing this for a grip, uh, but it definitely definitely shows in the music because man, if that's your if that's if this band is your first effort, then you are a fucking prodigy, or you have been secretly refining your skills for a long fucking time. Hmm. Uh, it looks like this was also mastered by Carl Saff at Saff Mastering, who is a uh, a dude who I, le- I I I know at least used to be based out of Chicago and and. Uh, my my old hardcore band Karloff when we, when I was like 18 19 uh we had our EP mastered by Carl Saff so it's uh it's good to see that the man is still working um but yeah yo sell, sell out the rest of these seven inches that was fucking great and I am stoked to hear the rest of that yeah um let's uh let's roll the dice and see what's up next but I'm I'm afraid that everything's gonna pale in comparison to cold brats yeah that's that's a fucking high bar to meet for real um seven. Okay, seven. Seven is Candy Apple. Uh, this comes highly recommended. Um, this is the Bandcamp is CandyApple.Bandcamp.com. The release is Joyride. They are a Denver, Colorado band, which is already speaking well of them because pretty much everything out of Denver right now kicks ass. Um, this came out in November of last year. Lo and behold, mixed and mastered by Willie Killy because mm-hmm. of course it was. Um, looks like it is a seven song cassette. Um, and, uh, they have the first song queued up. So let's just jump in there. Can I just, can I just point out here? Hmm. Seven song cassette. Mm-hmm. It's $6. Uh-huh. Um, and there is easily 15 minutes of music on there. Yeah. Which is good. That's the way to fucking do it. <laughs> right. No, it's, no it, fucking two songs in, in like, or four songs in four minutes, come the fuck on, right? That's the fucking way to do it. <laughs> Without even hearing this, because it might be horrible, right? Right, but it might be. That's the way to fucking do it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so so let's uh, let's jump into the beginning. So we're going to hear the song Brain Dead by the band Candy Apple off of their cassette Joyride.
All right, we just heard the song Brain Dead by Candy Apple off of their tape Joyride, and uh, that's two for two on bands that just remind me why I love punk and hardcore so much. Yeah, imagine seeing Cold Brats and this band on the same bill. That would be a good fucking night. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I really like that. I'm going to check the rest of this out for sure. Um, uh, that's not an immediate purchase. There's only 25 of those cassettes. But I'll check the rest of this out and see if I like it enough to, to buy the rest. Um, but um, that was fucking good, too. Uh, that that fucking that fucking riff, man. Yeah, man. It was really good. The bait that again, that uh, great bass tone. Yep. Um, Just as soon growling as that, along. Yeah. As soon as that kicked in, I was I was on board pretty much immediately. And again, I loved this dude's vocals, too. Uh, yeah. His vocal delivery was not necessarily what I was expecting. There was uh, there was some nuance and subtlety. There were some weird left turns in the choices that he made on the track that I wasn't necessarily expecting. And I thought they worked really well. Um, yeah, I, I loved this. This was this was right up my fucking alley, man. This was great. This is this is everything I want from punk and hardcore. This is the kind of fucking hardcore that makes you go broke. For sure, because you because you want to buy because you want to buy it. Right, right. And, and to get back to a theme that we've touched on a couple episodes, like this is fucking cool. Right. There's yep. nothing not cool about this. Right. Yep. Look at the For, look at the fucking package. Right? right. The art looks fucking dope. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's fucking cool in every way. Unlike Year of the Knife, which sounded pretty good, I guess, but certainly wasn't cool. <laughs> right. right. Like, this is yeah. fucking cool. And let's talk about menace, right? Mm-hmm. Um because we've 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 talked about it before. If you if you try to like put a little more bass in your tone than it normally would, it never sounds as fucking mean as if you were just like dragging yourself and like screeching through the fucking mud, you know? Right. And this is a perfect example because that song was fucking menacing between between that mm-hmm. riff and 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 the growl of uh, of the bass and everything, and then just the the venom dripping off the vocalist, right? Um, like that's menacing, for sure, right? Posturing in your fucking mesh shorts with your fucking uh, tank top on that you know talks about uh, what a what a hollow, cruel, straight edge son of a bitch you are. Um, <laughs> You know, that's not fucking, that's not fucking menacing, right? Right. That's just oafish. Right. Right? Yep. This dude, this dude should be like, I'm picturing in my head, he should, he he should be like five foot 11 and like 120 pounds. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah, for sure. With long fingernails, right? Uh Uh-huh. The kind of fingernails you're like, oh, fuck, look at that guy. (laughs) Right. Right. That, yes, yes, for sure. Like, why why, why don't you fucking cut those, dude? That's got to suck. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's what you want to see. And, like, fucking jacked up teeth. Right. Not because they've been busted, but they they just grew into the fucking head all crooked. (laughs) Right, yeah. Right? Yep, agreed. Um, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I was going to say something very similar in that... Yeah, you know, you brought up Year of the Knife because we both enjoyed that for what it was, but acknowledged, yeah, it's it's not it's certainly not very cool. It's not a band I would necessarily want to go see, and it, it and it by and large doesn't attract people that I want to hang out with. Um, yes, so if I went and saw Year of the Knife, I would probably stand in the back, arms crossed, and watch young people beat the shit out of each other. Right? Right. It's it's a, it's a rare band at this point in my life that that gets me going. Um, if I booked this band in my basement, um, 
duck because I'm going to hit you in your fucking face. <laughs> this is the music that will still compel me to act like a fucking uh, the, the violent weirdo that I am deep in my soul. This yeah. is this is the music that I am plowing through people to. If I if I saw this in my basement and they opened up with that and that riff started playing, I would headbutt the person next to me. Yeah. Uh, immediately. Yeah, there's know? there's not enough room in your basement for me to to move around, but um Right. Um Definitely, yeah. Between between cold brats, I mean, cold brats, I would I would fucking move well, on to, right? Yeah, God, yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely uh, um, probably put myself a little more front and center than I normally do, and I don't give a shit if you can't see the band or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, I was gonna bring I was gonna bring up basically that that exact same thought, which like this to me, this is violent music. This yeah. is violent, menacing, hard music. Um, this is, this is the type of shit that makes me want to fucking brand brandish a, a combat knife at, at, uh, passersby and, and be a fucking unhinged lunatic. Yep. This is, this is the music to me that just makes me act with, uh, wanton disregard for my, the safety of myself and those around me. And they've um, got, they've got a good fucking aesthetic. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, the, the, the logo is dope. Yep. Um, they've got the yin yang with the CA in it, right. which, you know, just adds a little mystery to it. Um, and then like, you know, the, the, the high contrast black and white footage of the crucified doll tied up and brutalized the previous release. Um, you know, it's got Jesus on it the way you want to see him fucking dead. Um, (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, yeah, it just, yeah, that was dope. Yep. It was great. Uh, yeah, again, can't, can't say enough good things about that cold brats. And then that back to back had me in a, had me in a good mood. Had, like I said, had me really remembering why I like, uh, why I like punk music so much. Cause man, you, I, I don't care how old I get hearing shit like that. Nothing, nothing else evokes that visceral, visceral a reaction in me. Feral. Nothing else. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. No, right. Like, nothing, yeah. Those bands were feral. When we say feral savagery, both Cold Brats and this band were both feral. And that yep. is a winner 100% of the time. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep, absolutely. This is this is what I want out of music. This is why uh this is why when I'm 60 years old, um God willing, I'm still going to be I'm still going to be checking out new demos and being the weird 60-year-old guy in the back of the show because uh nothing else can make me feel like this to my detriment. To my fucking detriment, um, it uh, my my pathological compulsion to seek out this this sort of music and uh, the ephemera and detritus that I have accumulated associated with my obsession, pathological obsession with subculture. Um, it's driven by it's driven by that visceral, feral reaction that this music can evoke in me, and I think I'm gonna I'm like a crackhead. I will be seeking that high until I pass from this mortal coil. So, who submitted this band? This was cemented by uh, Anthony from Gel, which tracks. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, Anthony's got his fucking finger on the pulse here. And then yep. who submitted uh, the Cold Brat shit? I think that was also an Anthony submission. Okay, okay, there you go. Right. Yeah, Anthony. I mean, Anthony uh, Gel is Gel is one of my favorite East Coast hardcore bands playing music right now. Uh, so it makes sense that Homeboy would would be sharing exclusively good stuff you know well and, and it and and it also makes sense that he would be sharing bands that are better than both of his bands that i've heard because like gel's dope <laughs> right. and buggy's dope like you know someday yeah. the buggy tape will get here but man both of those fucking bands were better than <laughs> better than, than <laughs> gel and buggy I'm, I'm sure he i'm sure he wouldn't take offense to that um 
so yeah, on that note, before uh, you know, I I don't I don't want to masturbate over uh, candy apple anymore. I've, we've said all the good things we can. It was fucking great. Uh, I I if I had extra money to spend on a cassette, I would definitely pick that up. Um, but you know, got to save money for my Tacoma trip next week. But uh, but yeah, that was fucking great. I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of that one probably directly after I listen to that Cold Brats EP. So uh, yeah, on that note, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. We're, we're we got a good streak going on. You know what you should be saving money for. What, bike tires? No, the hospital treatment when you get fucking COVID. Oh, true, yeah. There's no there's no way you're coming back from Tacoma unscathed. Well, I, I don't think the plan is to be out in public a lot. We're mostly just going there to see our sibling. I'm telling you. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. How many we got left? Uh, Seven. All right. Seven it is. Okay, Seven is Mort Safe. The Bandcamp is Mort Safe, M O R T S A F E dot Bandcamp dot com. The release is Antisocial Distancing. This is a band from Newcastle upon Tyne in the UK. And this is a three song release that looks like a cassette tape, but I don't see a link to actually order a cassette. It's, so just, it, it's just the way it is today. It might, might just be that cool hip layout. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they got the first song queued up to play. So I'll trust their uh, trust their judgment on that. So we will listen to the song "Open" by the band Mort Safe off of their tape "Anti-Social Distancing."
All right, we just heard the song Open by the band Mort Safe off of their release Anti-Social Distancing. Nate, what'd you think of that? So following the last two bands, um, that was a unfortunate that was an unfortunate roll of the dice for them for sure yeah um i wanted to like that i want to like this so much more than i do yeah i feel you i love the fucking layout for the packaging the blue and the mm-hmm. black looks really good yeah you know the two-tone blue and the black they've got all the proper creepy elements you know a profile of a skull um a knife some weird right. sigil right like mm-hmm. they, they they know the fucking recipe um, a picture of a guillotine, right? Right. Um, there's some, there were some good, I, I wish this were just a hardcore band. Yeah. Get, yeah, get rid of the fucking, like whatever you're dancing around with, with the fucking spooky black metal. Um, mm-hmm. I wish this were just a hardcore band. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I see in the tags, they have blackened punk. And I mean, to me, this felt just like, a way less savage and less satisfying version of like bone all or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were trying to incorporate those elements, but I thought that when they veered into that, the the more bl- overtly black metal influenced stuff in the latter half of the song, it really took a lot of the wind out of the sails for me. It sounded like they were making fun of black metal. It sounded like, it's, <laughs> right, it yeah. sounded like it was a joke. Yeah. 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 Maybe, yeah. It, maybe it is. I don't know, but it, it seriously just sounded like, like, it, it just sounded corny, you know? I, yeah, I, I saw, sure. like, yep. Disney skeletons dancing around, banging on their <laughs> fucking ribs like a xylophone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. You know? Right. I, I don't know. And that really sapped, like, I don't know, any of the fucking, like, menace from the fucking, mm-hmm. any of the threat from the song. It just sounded corny. I, You know, I don't know. I just... You know, fucking, oh, here comes Dracula with his goblet of blood. Oh, he <laughs> fell down the stairs. That goofy Dracula, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, That's just kind of how I felt about it. And, um, yeah, I just wish it were a fucking hard... Because the hardcore it was pulling from, I mean, it's from fucking, you know, the UK. Um, If it were hardcore, it would fit right on fucking quality control. Sure, sure. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, that, yeah, that black metal riff, it was, it was like, uh, it was my first Eastern European riff, you know, it was just like, it was dumb. It was like, it was like a riff I would have accidentally played when I was like 15 and and first getting into guitar. And I'm like, Oh, this sounds like spooky Dracula music. Um, yeah, it, it was, clearly y'all are, are not at the ability level writing wise uh, to incorporate those black metal influences in a way that at least satisfied my sensibilities. Um, I, I didn't think this was terrible at all. And, and I was, I was, I had one foot in the door when the song started yep. and I kind of retracted that foot once you got to that, that cornball riff. I, um, I just didn't move any further. I just kind of peeked in. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. There's some, uh, there's some creepy things happening in here, but, um, right. um, I'm gonna go back to the fucking, I'm gonna go back to the fucking show I just came from. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, this, this wasn't, this wasn't terrible at all. And they, they had a big, they had a, a high bar 
to uh, to reach after after hearing Cold Brats and Candy Apple back to back. But even th- even at that, I think even if we'd opened the show with this, I would have felt similarly about it. There are elements there that I really enjoy. They're uh, they're certainly on to something, but uh, what we just heard definitely isn't there yet for me. That yeah. that was that was not enough to compel me to uh, to continue to check out this band. But it was enough. It was enough. I'll say that if uh, if they come out with another release. I will, and it comes across my my dashboard, so to speak. I'll check it out out of curiosity and see if they've maybe honed honed the uh, approach a little bit more. Yeah, you know, it's promising, but uh, but yeah, but not really, not really. At this point, doesn't really feel worth my time or, or energy yet. Um, so uh, I guess on that note, let's uh, let's keep the dice rolling. Okay. Number one. Okay, number one, I was hoping that we would get to it is Speedway. I'm not necessarily convinced that I'm going to like this. I'm just interested by it. Uh, the Bandcamp is speedwaymusic.bandcamp.com. Like I said, you know, described as as indebted to Turning Point. Um, I'm interested a because of that because I really, really, really like the last Turning Point seven inch a lot. Like some of my favorite music ever recorded, and. Uh, and also, it's from Sweden, and uh, you know we that that'll make what three international bands that we've had on this episode. Um, we like we like giving some shine to international bands and reminding people that you know there is a lot of good punk and hardcore and metal and everything in between coming from all over the world. Um, and yeah, so I'm just I'm just kind of interested in this. I really like the layout, like the art on the front. It's not what you would expect from a band that was described to me as being in the vein of Turning Point and Uniform Choice at all. No. Um, which I like. That's promising. Looks like uh, it looks like the uh, it could be more like um, beyond or into another. Yes, it does look very much more in that in that vein. Um, so I guess let's just listen to the first track off of this um, SOF. So we're going to hear the song SOF by Speedway off of their self titled seven inch. <laughs>
All right, we just heard the song SOF by the band Speedway off of their self-titled EP. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Well, um, you said Turning Point, and um, these guys are definitely going for a thing, and they hit the mark. Yeah. Um, that was good. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't... I never deny stuff that sounds like this unless it's really fucking corny because there's lots of stuff that's like like super corny. Sure. I'm never going to deny the musicality of something like this as long right. as it's pulled off right, right? Because this is right, a right. solid form. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how do you not fucking like the Turning Point EP on High Impact? Right, right. right. right? I mean, that's that's like that's like a foundational record for that sound in that era. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah. To lose the opening fucking riff with the fucking right. harmonics on to lose, right? Yeah, definitely pulling from that on this. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's this was solid. This is fun. Um. And it didn't. It didn't. It didn't sound as cornied, like as corny, or as I guess sort of phoned in as some of this stuff can sound nowadays, you know, for uh, sure. Fucking 20 yeah. some years later. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or fuck 30 years later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, 30 yep. some years later. Um, because it, it definitely can just sound phoned in. Yes. Um, there was definitely passion to this. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, the lyrics were almost anathema to me. Um, but you know, that's fine. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is, in terms of this style of music, this is as absolutely perfectly executed as this can be. You know what I mean? This hit all of the marks right on the fucking head. Um, This was like... If you wanted, uh, if you wanted, a, this is like, and I don't mean, I'm not saying this in a disparaging way by any stretch of the imagination, but this is like lab created youth crew. You know what I mean? Like this is like, they've like refined everything down to the, and distilled it down to the most crucial components of, of youth crew over the course of the last 35 years. And we're like, okay, these are the parts that work. These are the best parts oh. of the genre. Let's throw these all together and, uh, and do this. You know what you, I mean? You, you could play this on the East coast in 1989 and in no way would they sound out of the era. Right. right? Exactly. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like a back to the future moment. where like, what the fuck's going on? Right. No. Um, you would think like, yep. Totally makes sense. Yeah, and, for and, sure. And that's kind of, it's kind of what you have to do with youth crew. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. F- for sure. Um, and as you said, though, a lot of the time it just, it, it can sound very phoned in. This didn't. This this with the songwriting was solid. I mean, it hit all the beats that you would expect for it to, right? It, I mean, it's a genre that thrives on formula. It is a, much like D-beat, right? It's like, there's there's not a lot of room to expand within the scope of the genre. It's uh, it's fairly focused and niche, but yeah, as you mentioned, when it's dialed in, it is uh, it's just a, a pleasing form. Now that said, as a 30 year old man, not a lot of stuff that comes out today that falls in this category of this you know this subgenre of hardcore really appeals to me or really moves me, just because the ship has kind of sailed on that for me. Um, but this, I, I actually really enjoyed. I enjoyed enough that, like, if they were playing within a couple hours, uh, I would I would drive to see them. If oh, they for were sure. Playing, if they were playing in indie, I would definitely roll down to see these guys. It seems like um, it would be a lot of fun to see live. You know, I'm still a sucker for the the classic youth crew bass and 
pom-pom drum break that mm-hmm. they had at the end. I'm, yeah. I'm still a sucker for that when it's executed well. Um, it definitely evoked um, some of the youth crew revival bands that I really, really liked growing up that were happening, like that React Records was putting out, bands like uh, The First Step and Mindset and shit like that. Um, this is definitely in that lineage. It's uh, it's undeniably very well executed, very fun music. Got nothing bad to say about it, and uh, as I said, would definitely would definitely go see this live if it were in the area. Would definitely book this band. Would probably pick up a seven inch if uh, if it were sitting in front of me or if I saw it at a record store for sure. Yeah, yeah, this was good. I like this. Yep. So uh, on that note, let's let's maybe uh, roll the dice one more time. Okay. How, how long have we been recording? Uh, don't, shit, hour only 19. an hour. Hour 19, that ain't shit. Maybe we can get through seven bands today. Depends. Just depends. Uh, five. All right. One, two, three, four, five. Five is Low Faith. The Bandcamp is lowfaith.bandcamp.com. The release is Earth Falls Quiet, Heaven and Hell Sing. This is their new seven inch that is not out yet. Comes out on August 7th, and it is coming out via Flesh and Bone Records, I believe. Um, Flesh and Bone has put out a handful of things by uh, bands that I'm homies with, more in the kind of shoegazy category mostly, bands like uh, No Sun and Outside. Uh, as I said, the only exposure that I've had to this band is off of their split with Angel Maker from February of last year, and it was just. Uh, very solid synthy post-punk kind of stuff um so we'll see if this falls in the same realm it was submitted by a member of the band so thanks for sending this over i liked what you've done so far so we'll uh, we'll see how this holds up so we're going to listen to the one song that they have available off of it waking moment so we're going to hear waking moment by low faith off of their seven inch earth falls quiet heaven and hell sing <laughs>
All right, so we just heard the song Waking Moment by the band Low Faith off of their upcoming 7-inch Earth Falls Quiet, Heaven and Hell Sing. And um, I got to say, regrettably, that was uh, a bridge too far for me. It, uh, it, was, it, it, leaned, it leaned too heavily into, into, for lack of a better term, I guess, into, into pop, pop territory. Um, the soaring vocals on the chorus, um, the hyper anthemic quality to it. Um, it just, it, it takes it from being something that I enjoy, which is synthy post-punk informed new wavy shit into a world that, that, you know, not, I'm not trying, I'm trying not to diss y'all too hard here, but into a world that feels more at place, uh, coming over the PA and a forever 21. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know those, those, like I said, those sort of soaring anthemic vocals and, and hyper polished, um, refrain to me felt more akin to a lot of bands that Nate has probably never heard, but bands that I was kind of forced to play with, um, when I was making more accessible music, um, you know, that, that never really spoke to me. A lot of bands from the the 2010s that were appealing to teenagers and that, that kind of missed me. Um, this, uh, yeah, this is, this is just, like I said, it's a bridge too far. It, 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 it takes something that is generally in my wheelhouse and moves it right, right outside of the realm of, of accessibility to me. It just, it, it just kind of loses me. Um, and I do like plenty of stuff that is, that is quite poppy, but I think there, I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate it. I guess for me, when I like pop music, it's, um, it can't be accompanied by any sense of seriousness 99.9% of the time. You know what I mean? It needs to be clear that this is just bubblegum music that is meant to be enjoyed and danced to. And uh, there's, there's not supposed to be any sort of emotional credence or weight lent to it. Um, the minute there's any sort of, uh, self-importance or self-seriousness to pop leaning music, it, it becomes, um, pretty much unbearable to me. So when music like this leans into those poppy sensibilities, it, it strikes some sort of visceral deep chord in me that just immediately makes me recoil. I don't, I can't quite articulate what it is. Um, but yeah, it, it, I don't know, man, it just, it left a sour taste in my mouth. That said, the I'll, I'll say something kind about it before I pass it off to Nate. Um, it was, it was objectively speaking, it was very musical. It was well done. Um, the production was pretty solid and I'm sure there are a lot of kids that are going to like this a whole lot. I, I can, I can see this appealing to, uh, early 20 somethings with, uh, tiny beanies and dangly earrings you know, they're for sure going to fuck with this. I imagine the seven inch will sell well, sell well and, uh, deservedly. So the music is good, but, uh, there's something about it. I have a ref- a reflexive visceral, visceral, visceral reaction to this kind of stuff. And it just does not sit well with me. So that's my feeling on it. Yeah. I, uh, I don't listen to virtually anything that sounds like this usually. Um, right. and when I think about shoegaze, I don't know, maybe it is in the modern sense. I don't listen to a lot of modern shoegaze, Right. I think about things that are a bit more minimal. Totally. Yeah. Um, and this was, yeah, in every way it was a little overwrought for me. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, overwrought is, overwrought is a very good way to describe this. Yes. So I, you know, um, yeah, it just, 
there were parts that I was like, okay, this sounds all right. Mm -hmm. But as the song progressed to, it just sort of built and got bigger. Right. And, you know, whether or not that was the intent, it just sounded more full of itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And uh, was not something that uh, I was enjoying. You could have gotten me to like it 50% better. You know, you know what would have gotten me to like it 50% better. If there were, if there were a woman singing on That's this. right. It's just yes. the, 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 the female voice is more versatile in, in stuff I like agree. this. Right? For sure. Yes, you absolutely. Fucking howl like a fucking banshee. Or, you know, you can, you know, fucking, you know, sound terrific on like a My Bloody Valentine record, right? Sure. And everything in between. Um, yep. And uh, I I never, ever, I just, I, I just don't like hearing dudes fucking piss and moan and wail. <laughs> um, right. You know, it just, it just doesn't sit with me, man. Um, yeah. Another thing I'll say is all proceeds to this go to the uh, Elijah McLean family. Go, uh, go fund me. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, uh, awesome. So big props for that. Um, yeah, and it's only three bucks, right? The pre-order, pre-order the digital album is only three bucks. So, you know, um, you know, you can't go wrong there. Um, and uh, if you don't know who Elijah McLean is, then uh, you know, read the fucking news, Google it, whatever. Um, Indeed. But uh, apparently, apparently, not only can cops kick the shit out of you, but they can also get you injected with ketamine um, if you if you if uh, if they see fit. Um, yep. So hey, good to know. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, so yeah, that's a good cause. That's right. I didn't see that down there. So shout out to that for sure. Um, and if you like this and you and you pre-order it, you can uh, rest assured that your money's going to a good place at least. So that's good. But yeah, I think overwrought is a, is a good way to describe this. And I, I hear the shoegaze and dream pop influence on this, but I think I get the impression that you guys are going for something that you're trying to be a band that could be on 4AD, but to me, it, it like I said, it, it seems like the, it seems like the mall, the the cousin of the four AD band that hangs out at the local mall. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like it's not, it doesn't have, it doesn't have the same qualities as as those great, uh, you know, the, the Cocktoo Twins releases or the This Mortal Coil releases or whatever. I I can hear those influences in here for sure. Um, but they come together in a way that for me is just, is, is, uh, not, not very satisfying. So, uh, so yeah, I don't want to say much, much else about this because again, it's, it was well executed. Um, I just, I just straight up didn't like it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Not to my taste. Yeah. All so right. on that note, maybe let's, uh, let's actually do some messages. Cause I think we have three or four messages and we've gotten through six bands tonight, which is okay. pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's hear some messages real quick. All right. Okay there, buds. It's your good, good buddy, good friend, good pal, Yannick from Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia, hardcore on top. Fuck you. I'm just going to, you know, see how y'all doing, see what's going on in the States. Look like y'all are having a bit of a problem down there, but you know, it's all dirty. Don't know what that really means. It's the word we heard up here one day. We're a good Christian community. So technology and, uh, good thinking don't ever come up here. But I just wanted to call again, you know, just let y'all know that Heat Breed still sucks ass. What else is that? It's a terrible band. Oh, yeah, Earth Crisis? Trash. Dookie. Throw that in the garbage. Now, what y'all need to be listening to? Gasm. Gasm is the best band to ever watch Space of the Planet. Toronto Hardcore on top. Go fuck yourselves. But I just wanted to let y'all know that everyone needs to get the uh, Heavy Vibe album. The SLP of 2018. 
2019? Don't remember. But I just wanted to call you and let y'all know that. But uh, love you, bud. Okay. All right. We got our pal Yannick from Nova Scotia calling in. Yeah. Um, to both decry uh, hate breed and earth crisis and big up gasm. Mm. Um, I'm I'm a well-documented earth crisis and hate breed lover. Um, that said, I'm also a well-documented gasm lover. Heavy Vibe Music is uh, is indeed one of my favorite records of 2019. So you are right about that. Yes, it is. Um, um, yeah, things are things are kind of wild down here. We are pretty. I, I'm going to tell you this right now, Yannick. Um, you, you you better be writing to your prime minister, um, your representatives, whoever, and 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 tell them to build that fucking wall between uh canada and the u.s um i would say uh mine your harbors prevent our ships from landing because uh we're bringing nothing but bad anywhere we go <laughs> that um, is true you know they're gonna uh, wall us in man wall us in um i've been watching uh because i don't have anything else to watch i guess um i mean there's loads of things to watch but it all looks like it sucks and i don't really have I don't have the interest to find out if it does or not, like, you know, whatever, all these. So I always go back to Star Trek um, sure. and I go back to, um, you know, just shit that I've seen a million times because uh, I don't want to know if the new Unsolved Mysteries is any good or not. And I, I don't want to sit around for 50 minutes to figure it out. Um, right. I, I don't want to know if, um, you know, I, 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 I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Like, who gives a fuck? Right, I, I I give a fuck literally, about that. Literally nothing nothing would be different in this timeline if that shit never happened. Not, none, <laughs> it, who gives a fuck, right? Um, so like I don't give a shit about all that all that stuff. So I just been like watching shit that I've been watching a lot. But um, one thing oh. I did watch was uh, um, Attack on Titan. Yeah, and uh, I kind I kind of feel like uh, in the states we are the fucking Eldians, man. You think um, so? I, I really do, man. I feel like uh, they need to wall us the fuck off and uh, let us rip ourselves apart from the inside out. Um, yeah. And uh, fucking er erase our goddamn historical memory, right? Just mm -hmm. get rid of it. And that way people won't piss and moan when, you know, the fucking, the fucking uh, rebel flag can't be flown anymore. People won't piss and moan. And they won't even know, hey, who the fuck's this asshole on this statue over here? I don't know, but it's in the fucking way. Get it out of the way, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Fuck, yep. you know, just erase our memories. Um, turn a percentage of us into giant shambling uh, goons. Mm -hmm. with an insatiable um, and useless hunger for flesh. Right. And um, I guess imbue our, imbue our culture with uh, a level of self-seriousness that seems unwarranted given the material um, in our life, right? Like, that's why I texted you the other day. I was like, man, Attack on Titan is pretty good. Man, is it like the smell of its own shit too much. Right, for sure. Like, hey, your show's about giant fucking retards. Um, right. <laughs> like, it ain't that deep, man. Right. Right? Yeah. Um. So chill, right? For so sure. Anyway, Yannick, telling you right now, take it to the fucking bank. You guys need to fucking build a wall around us and uh, prevent us from leaving because um, you, you got to let us burn ourselves out from the inside. 
it's really the only option at this point. It would it would benefit the world at large, I'm sure. Um, you, you, you're a good Christian community up there in Nova Scotia. Well, let me tell you, there ain't nothing but bad Christian communities down here. <laughs> That's right. Um, I mean, bad ones. Um, so, you know, uh, the, 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 the very same Christians that uh, take every advantage of living in a scientifically uh, literate, literate and um, founded uh, infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, but deny every tenant of uh, science that yes. is shown to them, right? I mean, everything sure. about their way of life depends upon science. They would, mm-hmm. they would fucking hate life if they didn't have it um, because they would be rubbing rocks together to fucking warm their asses in a cave. Um, and um, here they are denying it because, uh, you know, old Jimmy in the sky is going to take care of them. So you got to keep us the fuck out, man. I mean, you just got to let us, you got to let us burn ourselves out, bud. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, uh, that's the prudent decision moving forward for sure. Um, so, uh, so let's, uh, let's listen to what we got next. It looks like a certain dragonborn sorcerer has called in. Okay. So let's, uh, let's hear what he has to say. Uh, hey guys, it's me, Tony Tone Thompson, a uh, long time listener, first time dragonborn sorcerer. I just want to call and say, hey, uh, you know, it's been a while since we talked, a couple of uh, millennia, and uh, I just wanted us to, uh, to, to say, I hope Nate doesn't go to the bottom of the ocean, and uh, that's all. You know, I don't like any of this music. I don't think it sounds good. Um, but what do I know? I'm just a uh, 14 Dragon Ball Sorcerer, you know? <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, keep it up. The podcast, it's great. I don't even know what a podcast is. Uh, I've been listening to it on my sending stones, uh, but it's great. Okay, bye now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, see, that that was a message especially for us, none of our listeners. Um, yes. That was, uh, that was inside, that was so inside the pocket that only five people on the planet know what that's about. <laughs> Yeah, that's true for sure. And uh, our, our our friend uh, Tommy Tom Thompson, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. Um, I won't, uh, you know, I won't reveal too much, but uh, I'll, I will say that it is Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons related. Let's just let's just say that um, I can't wait to play make believe with my friends again. <laughs> Same. I'm really looking forward to it. I could use that right about now. I've been playing. I've been playing a campaign every two weeks, um, online with uh, with our homies Matt and Jim from Toledo, and then uh, some homies out west as well, um, and uh, homies Danny and Rusty. But uh, you know, it's it would be it's it's not the same just because our group has been going for a long time at this point. Uh, we got we have a, a unique group dynamic. We've had the same co- campaign going for like three years. Yep, and we're um, so fucking close to the end. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into it as well. So uh, on that note, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We got one more one more message to listen to, and then we'll uh, we'll call it for the night. So let's uh, let's hear this real quick. All right. Hey guys, I was just listening to the beginning of the podcast and I uh, felt the need to call right away. Uh, so you're talking about the statue and what could replace uh, Matt Anthony Wayne. I think I've pointed out to Gray in the past that uh, the most famous Fort Wayne native would be astronaut George Taylor, who um, went to the future 
and fought uh, against the tyranny of the Science Council uh, led by Dr. Zayas and discovered our, the true fate of humanity, which I think we're well on our way to seeing the Statue of Liberty buried up to its breast, um, given today's circumstances. Um, so, yeah, you should probably put a, a, a statue of George Taylor up in uh, Fort Wayne because he is a famous Fort Wayne native. Yeah, he's not wrong. And actually, that's probably better, more realistic, and cost-efficient than the uh, monument to Moloch that I advocated. Is George Taylor's character from Fort Wayne or from Indianapolis? I'm pretty sure he's from Fort Wayne. Uh, he, no shit? Yes. Um, huh. I'm pretty sure he's from Fort Wayne now that I think about it. And uh, yes, he is. And uh, what could be better than a picture of um, a rugged, thin, tanned Charlton Heston in a loincloth <laughs> holding a Dude. rifle? I, I would be genuinely ecstatic right. if we got that statue downtown. Yes. They, that, I, that would be it, awesome. It's also, it's not beyond the realm of possibility because you said that they just christened the uh, the Janeway, the Captain Janeway monument in Bloomington. That's right. That's that's a fictional space explorer from Indiana. Why not fucking throw George Taylor in there? And it would please you know everybody I mean? because For sure. you'd have your fucking nerds that are happy, right? Yeah. Um, it's NRA guys, the your two A guys are going to be going fucking buck wild because there's Charlton Heston holding the fucking gun. And let me right. tell you, you ain't getting that one out of his cold dead hand. <laughs> no, you're certainly not. Right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's actually a good point. So good that was call. that was that was Larry who called in. Uh, Larry, one of my favorite internet callers. And yes, we we have talked in the past. Uh, you you have brought that up to me, Larry. That George Taylor is uh, at, at the very least the most famous fictional Fort Wayne native, I believe. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good fucking idea. It would probably be more cost effective, and it would certainly save lives um, to to put that up in place of the Moloch stack, statue, with which uh, you know beckons for human flesh at all hours of the day. Um, and as Nate pointed out, it would indeed please everyone. There's really nobody that could be mad at that. Yeah, so, you can't lose. Um, no. Yeah, I'll be I'll be drafting a letter to send into the city council this week. Yeah. Um, and I expect all of our demo listeners to sign the sign the petition. I would totally uh, yeah. sign a petition to do that. I would absolutely sign a petition. To, get, I, to uh, get George Taylor, tear down Anthony Wayne, have mm-hmm. George Taylor fucking Anthony Wayne in the mouth. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. While like an, like an Indian spit roast, like an Indian, Jesus Christ. Like, a, you know, while he gets spit roasted by, by a little turtle from behind. Right. And, um, you know, fuck it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> offend everybody at that point right yeah that's really that that's that's that is good because and, and that he, one doesn't make everyone happy that one offends everybody and, and the placard can be a quote of what i just said <laughs> have george taylor fucking anthony wayne in the mouth while some indian jeez, <laughs> fucking indian while little turtle is spit roasted him from behind and fucking <laughs> yeah Yes, exactly. I think that's honestly the direction that we need to go in the future as a nation is uh, instead of making everybody happy and trying to acquiesce to everybody's demands, we simply offend everyone equally at all times so that no one can really complain because everyone has been stepped on. Well, that bit was already taken by South Park um, when they uh, that's true, designed yeah. the flag. But yeah, it's a yeah, solid yeah, idea, right? It's a yeah, solid yeah, yeah. idea. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it seems like it will, it will be a lot harder to compel, um, 
those in power to, to acquiesce to, to that demand than simply a, a statue of George Taylor. But I mean, fuck, why not give it a shot? They're both outside chances at best anyway. So why not just go fucking full hog and, uh, and try it, you know? Yeah. So on that note, that's all the all the messages we got this week. Um, we do have a, a couple Patreon uh, descri- uh, donors that I wanted to shout out. We have uh, Grant Williams, who's uh, he he submitted Year of the Knife to the podcast. Um, I've known Grant for a very very long time. Then uh, we have got AJ, who submits a bunch of stuff to the podcast um, and listens regularly. They updated their pledge from $1 to $5, so good job. You 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 entered the big boys, girls, and people club. Um, I, I very much appreciate your donation. Now you'll get that juicy, uh, that juicy Patreon content. Tomorrow, I think Nate and I are going to reconvene and record the first episode of our Rorschach Family Tree Patreon series, so that should be forthcoming here pretty soon. I'm going to be, like I said, in Tacoma starting on Tuesday for like a week, week and a half. Um, but I should have some downtime up, up there to, to record and, uh, and edit and get the other episodes up. So, uh, so yeah, you should still have new content coming at you the next couple of weeks. Um, I, uh, I have officially commissioned our friend Dusty Neal to do the art for, uh, for our T-shirt. We sent him a reference picture yesterday, so that should be, that should be underway here pretty soon. So T-shirts are happening. Um, we got, we got cool things in the works. So if you want to join, join the Patreon, go to uh, patreon.com slash demo, listen podcast at Gmail or wait, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I usually say this in the different order. So I got, I combine two things, just go to patreon.com slash demo, listen podcast. And if you want to submit music to us, go to demo, listen podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then if you want to call and leave us a message, dial us at two, six, zero, two, 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 eight, three, four, one. If you like what you hear, leave a, uh, you know, Uh, a rating and review on itunes or stitcher or whatever and uh beyond that you know just keep listening keep telling your friends we uh we've yet to do any sort of advertising or or anything we don't uh we're not very good businessmen uh we're not we don't have a lot of business acumen we just kind of get together and talk about hardcore every week and uh and hope that people listen to it i think Um, i think that i i like a more organic approach right as do I. Yeah. You for know, sure. I, I don't yeah. know, man. You're coming off like a businessman, then it becomes a fucking, it becomes work. And, and honestly, it becomes a little false, right? For sure. Because yeah, that's uh, why, you got to, yeah, you got to put some filters on at that point. Right. Exactly. And that w- that's the last thing I ever want to do. So that's why I just beseech our listeners to, uh, to, to, to spread the word of demolition as all, as all good words are spread. And, um, and you know? if any of you have a business, Mm-hmm. We'd be more than happy to fucking do ads for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, fuck, uh, you know, there's, I mean, a lot of, there are a lot of uh, people in, in punk and hardcore that go on to be, you know, small, small business owners and shit. I know uh, my friend Patrick's, my friends Patrick and Eric's podcast, Worst Possible Timeline, they got uh, Louisville vegan jerky that breaks them off with some delicious jerky and they uh, they do ads for them here and there, you know, a fuck jerky company. That's cool. Whatever you got, if you, you, you know, you got fucking 15 bucks to throw at us, you know, we'll consider it. Who gives a shit? What, whatever you got. And as long as you're happy with whatever you get. Right. <laughs> that's, that is, yes, that's uh that's a, a critical thing to, to understand here is uh, we're certain, we're certainly not, uh, we're not going to do any reads. Um, you know, if you're giving us 15 bucks, you, it's, it's, you're at that point, you're reaching your hand in the get what you get box and whatever you pull out that you just, you better be fucking happy with that. Um, so on that note, I think unless Nate, you have any parting thoughts, we're pretty much done for, for the day. Anything you want to close out with? No, I'm good. 
All right. Well, once again, thank you for listening and uh, we will holler at you next time.